0: In the, in the, in the area, area.
1: Boom boom boom. What up folks? And welcome to another episode of In the Area Podcast. Kazow, your weekly dose of wisdom nuggets. Today I'm sitting down with Lane Jaffe, a former Division I lacrosse player at Rutgers University. He currently teaches yoga and breathwork in Manhattan Beach, California. Lane and I are currently on the second leg of a road trip from Vale to Los Angeles. We're coming at you live from Cody, Wyoming. Folks, put your hands together for Lane Jaffe. Lane, thank you so much for coming
0: on the podcast, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having the podcast. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure what's going what's gonna to come out here, but it's like I hear myself and I hear you. And I, may, I said something before. that like, You turn the headphones on and it's like a different game, A different right? game, a like different
1: zone, different, different dimension. Different zone, different dude.
0: vibration, right? Wow. Like the, the microphones vibrate. You hear your voice. You hear their voice. You're fully in it, man. I love it, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Let's thank go. You. Let's go. I don't have advice. I wish I had advice to give. You do, though. You do, though, I have experience. I have experience. No, not advice. Not advice. I can tell you what it's going to look like since none of us are fucking unique or different. We're all fucking people figuring out. So the problem that you have is not your problem. It's a world problem that you are now dealing with, such as loneliness, such as fear, such as all of it. It's not your problem. So fucking let it go. I'm talking to myself right now.
1: Yeah, that's that's fascinating though, because that's what mm-hmm. uh, that's what Michael was talking about, like wor- like world healing.
0: Right. Right. Oh, exactly.
1: Is that what you mean? Like when you heal when you heal your, yourself with these problems, you're healing the world in a sense.
0: Well, what I mean is, on uh, individually, like we get so caught in our heads thinking, like, oh, what was me? I'm sad because I'm lonely. I'm sad because my job's not doing what it wants to do. I'm sad because whatever reason. Like, no shit, those are the pitfalls in life. Like it's your turn to deal with it. You know, it's like, this is what life is. You get, uh, you know, you get a certain amount of time to, you have to be able to support yourself. So that's important. We need relationships. So that's important. I don't know what I'm talking about. What? Uh, <laughs> well, dude, that was advice. Like, how is that not advice? Mm-hmm. Like that was helpful. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's helpful.
1: And do you think you just, fi- you just figured this out by taking steps and, and gaining experiences? Or do you I feel like yeah, there has to be a level of intentionality in what you can't like you could sit in your room for twenty years, and I don't think you'd come out with like I guess you you haven't taken more walking more steps, but like more breathtaking. Like I don't think that necessarily makes you right. Like you you acquire wisdom by just sitting down. How do you
0: become a better podcaster?
1: That's a great. I mean, I my, I have theories. Okay. Okay. My my theories sound to be. I hope that, and I'm still new to the game. I'm right, really right, new. Right. So.
0: All right um you're new to life game too I'm you're 20 to- something you're 24 you're less than a quarter into your life so if you look at your game as a fucking sporting event that's how i relate to things you're almost done the first quarter the first quarter fucking mean shit the first quarter is like you're feeling each other out you're like cool cool okay now what do we do mm. now i gotta start trying something and i'm gonna try something now we get to halftime it's like all right it's halftime we gotta fucking make some adjustments to what i was trying then we have a third quarter and then the fourth quarter I would say finish, but I would just instead say, hit the morphine drip and just fucking sit in the chair and melt. Well, so <laughs> what?
1: I think that's funny how that, that every, what you just said ended in that, but so the first, I'm in the first <laughs> quarter of life. So that means that like, I'm still like figuring out how the world works, figuring out myself yeah, my place in it.
0: So my other question to you would be, so you asked about how it works. How do I learn that experience or gain that knowledge? Yeah. So I would say to you, how do you do it? And you, um, I'm going to fucking put the answer in your mouth is practice. I'm going to practice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So I practice all this spirituality shit. What does that mean? I read stupid fucking books. They're not stupid or fucking. Yeah. I read yeah. Instagram quotes. You know, I just look and see what other people yeah. said and try to wow. relate it to my experience. But yeah. So my other question to you would have been like, when did you become conscious? Mm. What age did you become conscious?
1: You. Uh, wow. Ah, uh, shit. That's a hard question. Um, I, I mean, I honestly, I'd probably say through my, when I was in my trough, dude, when I was depressed, when I felt like shit. And when I felt like I couldn't just like, you know, pass through life anymore, like in the passenger seat, like I needed to be, take actions on like doing shit, you know, reading, like gaining experiences, reading things that are helpful and, and doing behaviors that are helpful. Like that's when I think I became conscious is when the shit started really hitting the fan and like my, my strategy was no longer working.
0: Well, let me congratulate you because most people don't have awareness and awareness does come from struggle, right? Because otherwise you have not blinded eyes. You have like clear eyes. You're clear. And then when the, no mud, no Lotus. So once mm-hmm. the mud comes, you know, like the fucking Lotus is either going to bloom or, or we, not. Hold on. We've talked, I've talked about that in prior. Are we recording? recording? Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk
1: about the Lotus? Because like you just mentioned, what is the Lotus? What do you mean by that?
0: Yeah. I don't know much. I don't always uh always devalue what I have to say, but. Um, from what I understand, the lotus flower, it's, you know, a symbol in Buddhism or in other spiritualities, probably just Buddhism, uh, that it's a flower that blooms. It's a flower of life. It's a flower of wisdom. whatever wisdom. Yep. Wisdom. And what is wisdom? We can even, we can even, uh, further go with that, but, uh, you need mud. There's mud with the lotus. Don't ask me how or why it works, but they the say the lotus, no mud, no lotus. So it's like you bloom through the shit. You find clarity through challenge. You find clarity through struggle because you have to navigate through when you're not feeling good, man. Lane,
1: something like we've been in the car now, and like one thing that I've said is, uh, you know, the doctors make the worst patients. I feel, like, dude, you are so fucking aware. Right. You have you have all this awareness about yourself. Right. right. I and like why like one thing that Lane t- t- told me in the beginning of the road trip was like, dude. Cut me off if I'm if I'm swiping on Instagram. We're all addicted to Instagram. Literally, that thing that f- platform is so addictive. Wow. So like I so like I've been calling him out. Yeah. And it's like, well, Lane has all this awareness. Why does he keep doing? Why does he keep swiping on Instagram?
0: Right. Awareness and action are different, right? Action and discipline lead you to. I don't want to use the word enlightenment because I know nothing about it, but I'll, I'll break down that word lighten. Enlightenment. Enlightened means like I don't carry this mental weight, this burden, this stress, this anxiety. Um, so I have awareness, but I, I like you know I haven't done my fucking practice here. Like my practice is what keeps me clear, and I'm usually pretty clear. And right now I have the clearness without the fucking actions. What so, is your
1: practice? What is your practice?
0: Fucking coconut oil in the morning. You know, a little little just get keeps the mouth makes you. Breathe through the nose, but also is like known as oil pulling or something. It's great for my lips too. It makes my lips look fucking good, man. Um, And then you go for a walk because you got to move the body after you awaken or wake up. And then you do, I do breath work and meditation. So you have like my spiritual practice is an hour, an hour and a half before the morning starts. And then at eight o'clock, like you've already done so much, you know, Then it's time to go and then it's time to fucking serve. And right now I'm doing neither. Just so, taking from everybody. So, how, did, how do you feel? Well, I feel good because, like, we just went to Yellowstone and got a, a, a dose of nature. And, you know, yeah. you feel like you were like uh, the quote I wrote is that, you know, wisdom tells me I'm nothing because, like, in the world and relation and all this stuff, like, who am I to, to bitch? Who am I to this? Who am I in this larger scope? And then love is what you come back to. So, Landon and I are on a road trip right now.
1: We met, like, it was kind of funny. We, we were. We were in Wyoming at like a middle of nowhere ranch and people asked us, oh, so how do you guys know each other? We met, mm-hmm. we met each other like two weeks ago, but all, like it was pretty much an instant, instant connection. Like I, I think we both felt, I mean, I know I felt right, super right. comfortable around you right off the bat. I already knew, I already knew that Bobby, you know, considers you a mentor. And so like that was already really cool. And, uh, anyways, that, that just was a funny thing that I think you guys should know. We're landing on a road trip right now. We're driving from Vail, Colorado to Los Angeles. We're kind of taking like the, not the most direct route, but, uh, one thing that kind of, I think spurred this relationship and I, I don't know how real you want to get, but I would love if we can get real right now, um, is that breakup you went, you're, you're going through a fucking shitty breakup right right now. Right. What, what, what breakup is not shitty. I feel like ones that you care about, you know, are, they're going
0: to be shitty. Even if you don't care, they're probably shitty because you're so used to a pattern or a behavior that when that pattern or behavior, whether it's shitty or amazing, leaves. Kind of like, where? how do I fill that time? How do I fill that space? Dude, so so when I ask you, how are you doing? like,
1: How the fuck are you, like, how are you doing?
0: Right, right. At this moment, I'm doing great. It's been ebbs and flows. I woke up, I was sad this morning. I don't, no No reasoning behind it. You know, the body was tired. The spirit was tired. I wasn't in my practice. Did my meditation, talked it out and then went to Yellowstone. So I'm doing great, but it's, it's, it's amazing the waves that it comes in. It's like life, you just gotta, you know, keep looking forward. But, uh, when it, it's chemicals are released, man, it's chemicals, it's not, you don't get a choice. And that's why when people are acting a certain way, it's not always their fault. They, the chemicals are being released mm. and you have to deal with those chemicals. And when I say that, I mean like cortisol, adrenaline, yeah, whatever. Are you be. familiar
1: with these chemicals that are being released right now? Like you've gone through bear cups before.
0: Right. It's yeah, unfortunately. Thanks, Zach. I've gone through a bunch of breakups. Hold about, how about <laughs> well, <you? not> <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: mean, <laughs> I don't mean to throw you over. Th- that was not my intention to throw right. you on the bus. But like, dude, it's like with those. Have those experiences made it more helpful now? Like you've gone through those. Like
0: this is the theme of experience right. and growing. You know right. what I mean? Right. Good call. Good eye. Uh it it doesn't make break. You know, it's like. How about have you lost anybody you care about? Have you lost anybody mm-hmm. to death? Yeah. Question to you. Yeah. Or yeah. your viewers. You have. Uh, have you lost more than one person? Yeah. Was it easier? No. No. Damn. So that's that's, that's my answer, that's really you know, because you you lose somebody all of a sudden. Life, as you know, it changes. And if you're a, a bit, if you're able to fully love that person, you're fully invested in it. And then that relationship's done. It's no different than a death. The, the difference is, is that you know that they're still here. Maybe you talk to them, but you still think about them. They're in this carnation. But the death, you you have you, you have them. And relationship is its own entity. It's a wow. spiritual entity. They say four to seven years after you have sex with somebody, it takes before you break that energy cycle. What does that mean? And break that energy cycle. That means that you're connected and it's more than you know that it's spiritual connection. There's there's an entity beyond the physical. Like we can talk metaphysical or we yeah. can talk uh dark matter, yeah. whatever it may be. I'm not gonna get too into it, but because I don't know about it. But <laughs> uh, you know. It's, it's that third entity, and that's that's the relationship. Damn. Yeah, man.
1: Dude, I was listening to, to uh, Joe Rogan, like a clip last night. He was talking about his DMT experience. Right. And that's what he was saying. He, he said he tried DMT once, which is like the most powerful hallucinogen you can get involved with. It's right. in ayahuasca. It is. And uh, he was saying the first time he took one head, and then he kind of like went to the door of this like dimension. And then, and then 20 minutes later, he took three hits, and then like fully catapulted into this dimension. And like, he's like, once you're there, you're, you, you know it for the rest of your life and it cha- it like makes 20% of life like less serious. Cause you know, like, there's this other, is that what you're talking about? When you said this other dimension, this other spirit, like there's a literally
0: another dimension you talking about. I, I believe there is. And you know, it's from being on whatever, but seeing other, you know, to think that we're the only thing here and the only thing that matters and, you know, like matter, literally matter. Um, would be naive and selfish in my mind. So yeah, I think that the spiritual realm is absolutely real. Plants have energy. Animals have energy. Everything has energy. Mm. Yeah, man. And can you? And do you tap into that? Like you- I'm more than others. I'm more than others. You know, I'll say like bad. You know, bad vibes here. Ooh. Or whatever it may be. Like bad vibes are are no joke. It's bad vibrations. Like that person is stuck, sick angry, whatever it may be. Mm, and you can feel it disease. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Disease. Or we can use the word unease. Okay. That person's not easeful with, with themselves. So therefore yeah. they're creating, you know, wow, not it, energy, but you're
1: world. saying not, it's not just people that have energy. It's everything. Like literally you can go to a forest and you can be next to a tree and be like, this forest has energy,
0: right? You go to Japan for that. You go, I forget what it's called, but you go and they just send you out in the forest and it's a therapy and then to go like with horses, equine therapy, wow. whatever it may be. It's all based on, you know, energy. That's crazy. Go stand next to a horse, see how that goes. Yeah.
1: I, I but I wonder, you know, if they cut a tree down that you're really connected with, do you think you'd have a similar experience that like a breakup?
0: Hmm. I mean, how connected are you with the tree? Have you uh, did you bang, bang the tree? Had, I don't, no, no, no <laughs> judgment. I've hugged a tree. I yeah. love hugging no, trees, no. but I'm telling you, how intimate are you with this tree? <laughs> I, someone, I don't know
1: where I right. heard this. I heard someone, so there's like a sequoia forest in in California that's supposedly like like uh, what's the word for like really it releases like a lot of sexual energy? Wow, aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac, yeah, yeah right. And like literally, I, people have gone to the sequoia forest and had orgasms
0: just from like being
1: around these sequoias. The,
0: orgasms a sensation, right? So maybe they get energy from it and. In- that's great. Who's to, say, who's to say no? Like, who are they that says no? Yeah. People that don't believe, that only think science, so if you can only prove it. Yeah. Like, you don't see oxygen, but you breathe it in so you believe in it, and they show the effect it has, but you don't see it, touch it, feel right, it. Right, but
1: you, I mean, people, I feel like, approach stuff like this with a level of skepticism. Like, you hear something like this, and you're, like, kind of skeptical.
0: Right. So I, I always say be skeptical and messy, but be open-minded. Like. Mm-hmm. For you to say a definitive no is pretty self-entitled. You know, just because you don't feel it or experience doesn't mean it does not exist. How is it self-entitled? Because it's saying that what you think, see, or feel is the truth. And I don't I don't believe that. I think there's more to it than your truth. Yeah. You know. So you're you're at you're 43 years old 43 44 pretty soon ming so what phase I'm, could like, be your dad you know that <laughs> you can't stop saying that it's dude. true it's we're, like I, I trust me. I when i was 18 that. or 19 there's some friends running around that, <laughs> i know it may not be i man. don't know but you keep
1: bring, bring, drawing attention to our age like right. for me that shit doesn't matter it's like i mean if it is energy right. i feel like
0: age doesn't mean shit um no that's why we're on this road trip because you have good energy for sure oh yeah but you're still a kid. You're still a kid, you know. You're in the first quarter, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. in the forties. What quarter are you in? I'm in like the third quarter, I, I suppose. Okay. Third quarter. It's been halftime. I gotta make adjustments, you know. Like get the fuck off Instagram scrolling. Like, make some adjustments. Yeah, kid. but that's
1: all of us. Like, we're i I'm like I'm You're in 24, you're in the yeah. first
0: quarter. You should be scrolling. Yeah. You have Snapchat and I should not be scrolling. And these I'm other things scrolling. It's a waste of time for
1: anybody. It's a waste of time for anyone. I think that's my opinion.
0: Uh, how, yeah, it's a waste of time. If it's not used consciously, like if you get up and whatever, you do a couple things, you do one scroll. Cool. You know, see what your buddies are doing, see what your family's doing, see yeah. some cool pics, some cool quotes, but beyond that. Yeah. It's fuck. It's an addiction dude. But just,
1: I don't want to leave breakup yet
0: because I, that's why ah. I,
1: that's actually why I started the podcast. Ooh. Um, I, I fell in love last year. Hmm. You know who you are if you listen to this. Um, and you still look at his Instagram. I still maybe look. Yeah, not. I still I still look at her Instagram. She looks yeah. at your Instagram. Yeah, she looks at mine. Right. Uh, does I, she I, like your stuff? Yeah, she does.
0: Uh, you know, you so know, she's looking still at that. so
1: she still loves you. Well,
0: I don't who I don't know if that if it means that, but um, I don't know what that means. It, it means that you care about the person. You don't like somebody. You're you're, you're <laughs> reaching out to them saying you care about them. It doesn't worms for
1: those listening right now, um, please. DM me what you think that means when someone's like watching all your things on Snapchat or Instagram, if they're checking out all your stories, like what does that mean? Does it mean if
0: if anything? Right. Yeah. Maybe anything. it means nothing. Maybe they're just addicted and bored too. Yeah, but they don't have to hit that little like button. But here's do why: you I, hit, do you hit the heart or do you like double tap? the <laughs> I picture? double tap the picture. Ah, huh, you youngins, man! <laughs> what the, I didn't even know what, what do I you mean. That. I like trying double to tap, not double
1: tap the picture. I'm wow, hit Oh, that's heart. interesting. Yeah, who knows? I bet half. It's a half and half split. But the reason I I bring up that is because that's why I started the podcast. I realized like how much energy. I was devoting into this person that kn- like made it very clear that she was de- going her own direction and like we were not going to be together, and uh, I, I like months later was still thinking about her all the time, all the time, and uh, I was like, I, I don't know what it was if it was a revelation or what, but I was like, what if I spent this time that I'm thinking about her and put it into something like investing in myself, like something creative, or so that's why I started the podcast.
0: And look at where we are—you're about twenty-five deep in podcasts already. You've made connections. Uh, it just shows how much of that energy that was going in her of love that when distributed to yourself and your creation, you're able to, I don't want to say produce, that's an awful word, but you know, make shit happen. Create, mm. you're able to create. So do you think that breakups in that way are kind of like an opportunity, like
1: a, like a, so a moment of like an inflection point?
0: Absolutely. That's what, that's what they are. They're a reflection point. What I do wrong, what could I have done? Why did I give my love and it was not received? Why was it not given back? What do I need to do differently? So if you're able to use it in a constructive way, then you're able to channel that energy, right? You, I do believe, though, that my my conflict of myself is that I do believe that in relationship, my job is to serve. I'm here to serve you in the relationship. I want you to be, be encouraged and supported. That's my job. So to do that 100%, like you can't do it at the neglect of yourself, and I did, and that's probably one of the reasons the relationship didn't work. All I did was serve the relationship. I didn't serve myself. I haven't done shit. In about six months, man.
1: Can you talk talk about what you've been up to these? About these to past grab, f-
0: about to grab the Instagram. Don't, look dude, right now.
1: stop. I know <laughs> what. Jeez. Well, just what have you been up to? Like, can you can you tell the the listeners like what you've been up to for when for, for the past four months? Like you said, you haven't been doing shit for yourself. What, right. what does that mean?
0: Well, I've been at Fleur's nice little house, which is your, your My ex-girlfriend lives in West Hollywood, and the, like the looting was going on, and like. Um, uh, protests and COVID and all that stuff. So I basically stayed in her nice house. She had a nice pool, a nice outside and I cooked, I cleaned, did the laundry. I took her dog for walks and then I, you know, I was teaching yoga and teaching breath work two or three classes a day, but like that's three hours out of the 24. So 21 hours I was like filling with Instagram scripts, like whatever and trying to make my girlfriend happy when she yeah. came home. You so know? investing in the relationship, investing in the relationship, man. So flowers. You do know. you think moving forward,
1: Now you'll, you'll, you'll be more, more aware of how much you're investing in the relationship and how much you're investing in yourself.
0: We hope so. I mean, talking on this podcast, like you verbalize it, you record it, I hear it, but changing behavior is one of the hardest things to do. It's like, so I have the awareness around it. Why don't you commit to it? Yeah, man, commit to that. That's scary, but you're right. Like commit to something like my goal right now is to not even try to get myself in another relationship because I've always wanted to be in relationship. Um, so yeah, commit to it. Give yourself four weeks, four weeks to any listener to change any behavior and commit to it. And I guarantee you something happens.
1: Dude. Changing is so hard. So hard, so hard.
0: We're, we're, we're trained. We're Pavlov's dog.
1: Dude. My, my theory on that is you need to just make a small incremental change. Like just start with one really small thing as opposed to like trying to tackle the bigger thing at once like that could be overwhelming
0: yeah it's overwhelming but i'm a fucking savage man like really yeah, and, and by that I mean like I don't I don't want to change one thing. I change ten oh, things, okay. I'm doing it tomorrow okay. and
1: I can because I'm a savage. Give me like, an example when you turned around like multiple things at once and it was effective
0: and you continued that. Never like, man, never. <laughs> that's uh, to yeah. <laughs> but meaning that like yeah, if I'm yeah. gonna go. We're yeah. going, man. Yeah, you're we're full going, on, dude. Yeah. I don't want to just have like like yeah. this half hit. Like you want the full hit. Yeah, of that's whatever true. it may yeah, be. Whatever it is. Speaking yeah. of full hits, let's talk
1: ayahuasca. Sure. What can you talk about, cause that's an amazing, it's an amazing chemical. I've never tried it. I'm very curious about it. Um, but ayahuasca is basically a medicinal plant that's used in several different countries for spiritual reasons. And you have experiences multiple times using this plant. Can you talk about what your experiences would have been why you did it?
0: Right. Uh, well, I heard about the medicine from, uh, I was dating a woman and her son was a heroin addict. So I started doing some research to find alternative ways to help this young kid young kid. He's probably 21, 22. How old are you? Your age, you know. Yeah, fine. 24, kid. young kid, first quarter. So I was doing research and I was like, well, what's this ayahuasca stuff? Oh my gosh, this stuff could probably help me. And at the time I was ripping cigarettes and just wasn't fully healthy. And, uh, and a little bit depressed. I think I was on Willa Butcher and I'm like, I need to do something. I don't care. I didn't care about the outcome. I'm like, if, if, if I go down a different road, I go down a different road, but I, I need a big jarring change. I've done all the spirituality stuff. I heard this stuff. Well, be therapeutic and uh, sign myself up. And by signing myself up, my friend came to me. When you Once you're called, you're called by the medicine. It's known as a grandma spirit. You'll hear about it. You'll read about it. You'll be a little bit scared of it. And then it'll start to call you and it'll be like, I need to have this experience. And this is the deepest experience you'll ever have spiritually, I believe. I know, I know b- people can maybe get there meditating or whatever it may be. I don't want to say this is meditation on steroids because I don't want to promote it over anything else, but it's part of your path. So, uh, my friend who, uh, was sick, um, biologically sick, it was like, yo, I've been seeing the medicine man, the chief, he's the chief of Navajo tribe. He's amazing. He's doing a ceremony up in Orcas Island, which is an island off of Seattle. You should come and check it out. So I was like, I'm down. So I went and sat with the medicine for three days. and That was my first experience with grandma ayahuasca.
1: Wow. And what, what, what is it like? Like, what is the ceremony? Do you get, do you just get there and as some, some person
0: comes up to you? Just- yeah, there's so much fear, and like there's so much fear around it because you have to be able to let go. And you hear all the stories, like you're going to shit yourself, you're going to throw up, and it's all called purging. And as soon as you get there, you sit in a circle in a yurt, and there's about fifteen to twenty of us, and then you have the medicine man, man, the medicine woman, and like two or three helpers. And uh, you sit in the yurt. You sit in a circle. You go up with intention. You drink the medicine. You sit back down. Everyone's served. You're sitting down. The lights go off. And then you're just, it's silence for like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And then you start to hear people's bellies rumbling. And then about 45 minutes in, the medicine starts kicking in. And as soon as the first person throws up, basically, at least for, you know, I've done 10 ceremonies, three different countries, because um, they want to wait as long as possible. As soon as the medicine starts talking, then the music starts playing. And by the music, they're called icotos And they're South American, like kind of shakers or whatever it may be or this guy these shaman play these songs or these they're 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 communicating from the plants and they play this uh, tune out of their mouth it's the most insane thing and it controls the medicine and the next 4 to 6 or 8 hours you're gone you're in left field everybody's in left field you look around and you're just like what what is happening it's, it's a circus it's like it's a circus and this ayahuasca medicine spirit is controlled by a what you need and b by the music so All of a sudden you'll be on the ground, you'll be face down, having just thrown up, thinking the world's the most awful thing, having the darkest, darkest, darkest moment of your entire life, I surrender. And as soon as you surrender, for whatever reason, the ayahuasca knows, and you'll hear the flute will start playing, and you'll start to come to life, and then there's like flowers, and sunshine, and all this other stuff, and it shows you you can overcome, and then you get so stoked about being overcoming, and then it knocks on your butt again. And it's kind of like life, it just goes in these ebbs and flows, and for like six to eight hours. So like a mushroom trip or an acid trip, has a trajectory. You take off a little bit, you peak, it's good, and then you come back down the valley. This ayahuasca is like, you get slammed on the ground a couple of times, you get brought back up, you get brought back up, you get slammed, and then you get brought up and you're hanging out, and then you watch your friend just get slammed, and then you go back down, and then you check out. And the next thing you know, the sun's coming up, and you're like, holy shit, I just want to hug a tree, or in your case, like, make love wow. to that tree. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah.
1: So are you seeing, is it visual too? Are you seeing things?
0: There's a lot of seeing things each time differently. So I've done it, I think 10 to 12 times. So so when you sit, you sit one to three days. You don't want to just do it one day because the medicine has to get to know you. And this sounds again, how we talked about, like it sounds woo woo and crazy. But once you realize that there's another entity in life or many other entities, then it starts to make a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, man, you see you see a lot of things. They know his grandma's spirit. So I can say that a friend of mine next to me he's like literally said she went to the library with her grandma and her grandma was teaching her lessons and all these things. For me, I saw a bear that I knew that wasn't in the yurt. Like I'm sitting in the yurt and I'm like, there's a fucking bear in the yurt. But I'm like, you're halfway sane. I'm like, I know there's not a bear there. And I'm like, just listen to the bear. What does the bear have to tell you? And again, it sounds so crazy, but like visually... Maybe because of the DMT or whatever it may be. Like, I saw the fucking bear. You can't tell me I didn't see the bear. But rationally, I knew there was no bear. So it's like a dream. If you see something in a dream, but you know you're dreaming, is it real or is it a dream? You're like, I don't don't know. I see it. It's happening. But like, I can't really step away from it. I'm watching it. So I watch this bear and this bear just cruised around and like, just told me like, I'm okay. You're a fucking bear, man. Like you're a bear and you're good. And you're the one.
1: The bear was telling you that you're bear a
0: bear. The bear was telling me that I'm, a, that I'm a leader and that I have something to give back. And like, this is my duty is to serve. And what was crazy is that after the ceremony, and I was making eye contact with this lady who owns a yoga studio up in Orcas Island, a really small island off of Seattle. Um, so we were like staring at each other, older woman. After the ceremony, she came up to me and she said, hey, do you want to teach at my yoga studio? I've never met this lady before. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm so honored to hear that. Because at the time, I was doubting myself as a yoga teacher. Wow. It's like seven or eight years ago when I first started teaching yoga. And I didn't feel I was validated. I felt like I was a fraud. So after the ayahuasca, after the bear came in, all that stuff, the ceremony ended. And this woman comes up to me. and She's like, do you want to teach her? Which was like this huge validation of my presence. of my understanding of my ability to sit with it. Fuck. It's, it's hard stuff to sit with that medicine. That is huge. Granted, I took it nine other times and I was puddled down in the fucking mat, just, you know, face down. But
1: do you feel like she said, she said that to you because something like everything happens for a reason. Like you were in that you're for a reason in that moment, in that space and time, or did it have more to do with like your,
0: the experience you just had? Both. I think, I mean, I think that your point is what we keep talking about. There's no coincidences. Like this is your life. There's nothing ironic. It's like, if you're thinking about someone and they call, like, or you've seen the deja vu or whatever, maybe there is no coincidences. So once you can see things as like patterns or signs or like read them, then you're able to, to act on it and not wow. think it's so crazy. Cause it's not crazy. It's like, it's life. So cool. And
1: are they, are the, are the ceremonies different in the different countries that you practiced in?
0: Yeah. Great question. So this was a, was a native American. He's Navajo chief. And the story I'm going to say is that like people aren't going to believe it but I saw this chief I saw it with my own eyes and this was pre uh pre medicine so sobriety um walk over to the fire put his hand in the fire took the coal out the fire went down he brought the, the coal into the room and the room just like lit up you just feel like this huge energy and then he walks over puts the coal back in the fire and then the fire immediately goes and I know I guess maybe that's just the way fires work but this guy just put his hand, like it was just a, a, a something um, I don't know, scratch that on the interview. It's it's, it's, a hard, what do you mean? it's a hard thing to to validate. I'll give another story of it. Like yeah. he started working on my back. Like I paid extra to get special attention, truthfully, because I'm like, I need healing. Whoa. So they do all different kinds of healing. So he brought me up and he starts working on my back, pressing, 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 where it was really sore. And then all of a sudden he starts pulling the energy out of me and he starts throwing up. Now, I don't know if he's a magician, a jokester, whatever it may be. But this dude is like pulling on my back, pulling, 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 and then he starts throwing up, and then I just fall flat on the ground, and I was like, I have no idea what happened. I don't even have to know. I don't care. That was fucking gnarly, whoa. you know. And I feel really light. Like just get me back to my place so I could <laughs> kick it for a bit because that was that was gnarly. Wow. So yeah, these things come up that you're like, whoa. So back to your question was a. Uh, each country's different, so he was a he was a Native American, and he's the the chief of the Navajo. I mean, he's a big deal in, in in a tribe at least. So then I did it in Costa Rica with a guy who just kind of started a business. I mean, he was definitely a well rounded, in, intelligent man, but uh, you know he wasn't quite the chief of yeah. the Spiritual Native tribe, leader, right. totally. Didn't have the you same know, kind of energy. So that time wasn't wasn't as it was different. The best part of that one was. Uh, The best part of that was we did other medicines as well. We did temezcal, which is a sweat lodge. We did uh, combo, which is like frog poison. Um, So we did a bunch of other modalities in addition to ayahuasca. And then the third time I did it was in Peru, and this shaman did not speak English, and it was the most epic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This guy just wailed iqueros for like six hours and uh, I, I was just absolutely blown away. Like, well, the Ikeros, is, the, is that the instrument? That's like, he was playing his mouth. It was like, I can't, I mean, we got to like get a sound yeah. bite or something, Sound bite something in because iqueros are cool as heck, man. Wow. So yeah, the are, is what he's receiving. He takes, these these people take the medicine as well. They're on the medicine. So my shaman in Peru had to sit in a jungle for five years at age 14. So 14 through 19, he had to survive in a jungle by himself. Um, and live off the land, you know? So whatever he could, and that's was his, his that's apprenticeship amazing. to become a shaman. Wow. I forgot the name of the book. Oh, God, it's blanking me right
1: now. Okay, but you talk about this woman who approaches you. Is there a kinship between everyone who's involved in that ceremony? A yeah, little bit at least? There's
0: vulnerability, right? You're going there to lose your mind. You're going there to get this unexpected thing and you're gonna throw up and you're gonna feel like shit and all this crazy stuff's gonna happen. So anybody that walks in the room is your brother and your sister and you know that wow. automatically because they're there and they're ready to surrender. So when people are ready to surrender their ego, guess what? They are you. Wow. Whoa. Yeah.
1: Dude, how important is it to move forward in life with vulnerability, do you think?
0: Uh, I think vulnerability, I think we can use other words like transparency, right? Mm. So if I'm being vulnerable, I'm being transparent, knowing that like I'm not perfect, I have so many mistakes because of how I was grown. I grew up with patterns. I grew up, do this, don't do this, whatever it may be. So you make mistakes. So once you're able to claim those mistakes and realize like you're just a human being, like you're fucked up like everybody else, then- you're able to uh you're able to have real relationships, authentic relationships through vulnerability and transparency. If you're not allowed to be vulnerable, you cause you think that something's wrong or something needs to be stayed away from or shied away from, you're gonna be you're guarded. And if you're guarded, there's stagnant energy, there's holding back. And if you hold back, you know, it's it it gets stuck somewhere. Wow. Yeah, man. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. So sick. <laughs> So sick That's for insane. for any of
1: you listeners out there inspired by this. I, there's obviously transformative opportunity in that experience. Do your research. Make sure that you know what you're getting into. But damn, Lane, like that that sounds amazing. You, I think you recount it well.
0: Yeah, go on the path. Like ayahuasca is not the answer. It is. It is a. Uh, it is a tool, just as therapy is, just as yoga is, just as meditation, painting, skiing, whatever the tool is. You know, it's one of the tools. It just happens to be that, that that tool is like a like a an, an axe or like you know like a a, a tool that yeah it's a tool a tool in the in the, in the wheelhouse tool for you in to the use, wheelhouse man. you know whenever you feel mm-hmm. the calling for it when you feel the calling use that tool and uh, don't stop the other tools but definitely add it to your your box okay Lane,
1: someone comes this is a th- hypothetical someone right. comes up to you and they're like we're gonna make a billboard and we're gonna put it in front of millions billions of people and you have an opportunity to write one sentence or a paragraph what does it say?
0: Huh? Wow. Is this a Tim Ferris question? Yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. How's someone supposed to come up with a sentence or a paragraph? Well, it's just like
1: what? It could be a mantra. It could be, right. It could be, if helpful, it could be a quote or something impactful like that someone has said to you. Well, I,
0: I, this is so generic, man. And it's my go-to. It's Bob Marley's go-to. And I said it last time. I don't know what's going on. But emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Only you can free yourself. How do you free yourself, man? You do the work. You put in the work. You know, Never fully free, but like you said, vulnerability, transparency, all comes from letting go of the shit. So, drop it off. It's not you, and uh, you know, high fives, high vibes, shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you
1: feel like we all are holding this shit that we this baggage and it weighs us down? We don't move forward well.
0: Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. You're gonna die. Sad truth, right? Or truth, truth. You're gonna die. So knowing that, like what are, what are we waiting for? What are you holding on to? What are you judging? Why is why are we not commuting commuting? I mean, it's like comparing and competing doesn't is like the root. The root comparison is the root of evil, man. And I get if there's a sport, you know, what you do you mean scoring. comparison
1: like comparing yourself to other people? To others
0: and even to yourself. Like you're comparing your don't compare yourself to yourself. Don't compare. Just like wow. be in it, be aware of it, yeah. and either fix it or shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know. And a lot that, that's
1: that inner voice too.
0: That I feel that inner dialogue too, how we right. talk to ourselves. Right. Sometimes that could be so mm. damn harsh, man. Mm. Mine's the harshest of all. Like I'm I'm not here preaching to you. I'm doing the work. I'm just aware of the work, you know, like right. But uh, my shit's fucking deep, dude. Wow, it's deep, damn. yeah, yeah, dude. Every day, what this harsh talk? Every day it's work. Every day it's work. As soon as you think you're done practicing, you're done. You're done. Yeah. So they say that that you get two lives. So going back to that life thing, you get two lives. One is your life, and the second is knowing that you only get one. Knowing that you only get one life. So once you have that realization, it's like, let's go. Let's 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 be, do, create yeah. something. Yeah, you never know when you you'll be. You know, it's one thing you don't know, man. You don't have a choice. Fucking, you can go to the rodeo and get. You know. Do you knows? remember
1: how old you were when you first figured out that you were gonna die? Ah, uh,
0: jeez, good question.
1: Because that's that's intense, right. dude. That's such a that's such an intense idea. So intense, I and mean, some sometimes it's like I feel like pe- kids will learn before that their parents are gonna die, eventually, and like that that hit. That's really hard. Yeah, it's a really hard life lesson to learn.
0: Well, our society's fucked up, man, because we don't put enough. I mean, in other societies like they they emphasize they they support the elders. There's wisdom in the older people. We're all youth oriented, serve what the kids. What do you mean we're youth oriented? It's all about looking young, being young, oh, feel oh, young, feel it. young. No, feel good. Yeah. Like you're walking this path and in this human body, you only get, you know, seven who knows, but like 60 to 80 years, maybe 90 years. Again, okay. morphine drip at 90. <laughs> You keep talking about yeah. The what is I don't drip, know what man. that? Man, what does that even like? Mean? What is that? You haven't said that this whole what road trip. Mean? <laughs> it means that like age eighty five or so. I just want to like hit the button and yeah. feel good, man. Yeah. I don't want to have to get up and, and, and do my uh, yeah, practice and yeah. walk or run, even that's going to keep me alive. I'm yeah, done. I'd you're done like, doing the work. Practice. Yeah, man. I practice enough. <laughs> dude. I ain't wrong. You want you want the base to be
1: so strong by that point. Yes. Yeah, that just you're just coasting.
0: Solid foundation, and yeah. then I just sit there and people come to you and tell you stuff, and you don't even listen because you don't care at that age you you know you take less you give less fucks at that age You're like this person's just talking about whatever yeah who knows but the death thing is real and other uh and other communities not communities but in other societies not the right word anyway death is part of this life right and they accept it and they have a ton of ritual around it yeah right? and they're like well aware of
1: it uh, dia de la muerto right, right. La day Muerta. of the dead day sure. of the dead yeah. What, what else is it? What are some other – I mean, that's the only one that I'm familiar with where like literally Mexico has embraced death and made it beautiful and made ceremony around it right. and made it normal.
0: Yeah, they do, which means others do if they do. But uh, I can tell you in India, uh, I forget the city right now, but like literally it's on the Ganges River and they take the bodies there and they burn the bodies. Like there's 30 people around and they make this big – big. Uh, coffin like thing and they burn it and nobody's crying. nobody's crying because it's the death of the body but the spirit goes on so if you know the spirit is being set free by by getting rid of our body. So uh yeah another ceremony another another societies it's it's accepted encouraged and and part of it. so we need to recognize that we are just passing through here. let's be kind, let's be uh, deliberate, let's not take ourselves too seriously. And uh, let's enjoy today, you know. Let's 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 enjoy. It's it's happiness, wow. contentment, whatever it may be.
1: That's beautiful, man.
0: Beautiful. Dude. Couldn't, couldn't, agree,
1: couldn't agree with that enough. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and it's not
1: easy well Lane thank you so much for coming on the podcast this yeah, has man. been a damn pleasure I look forward to what the road trip has in store for us I'll be there yeah mm-hmm. dude good luck I mean with this with this breakup shit dude yeah. I hope that you come out of it 10,000 times stronger at least please please yeah look, <laughs> yeah, like he's Appreciate looking up at the sky your support. right now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. if
0: there's any worms out there who are age range 25 this is the <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the plug Lane's number will be in the post yeah, uh, the, find it on Instagram at in the
1: area pod uh, that is the tag I love you man I love you, <laughs> I love you too bro. And uh, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow last week's episode and stay tuned for your weekly dose of wisdom nuggets. Lane Jaffe.